after navigating the base of greater purpose, our heroes prepare their retreat back to Chile, only to be intercepted by Border Gore. Besides the drying lake, the three groups must confront their ideology, or they will fail themselves and Jean Calvar and Worker B. You're standing in the cold near the quickly emptying lake as the helicopter finally shuts up. And uh, yeah, Tuscana is standing there looking over you. Greater purpose. There is no time for division. It's time for things to change for the better. And we have a lot of people that will be very interested to meet you and see what you have learned about our latest batch of invaders. Believe me, nobody can help you like we can. And this is going to be a boost. So he's going to use his weaponized stubbornness. So that's a plus three persistent and exclusive that uh, is going to represent uh, overconfidence. Okay, let's hand off to Berserkir. Like, I know you're all in the red zone right now. I'm in. Let's pull this up here. Because I can start boosting or I can, you know, make them focus me down. Yeah, do, do the boosting thing. So I believe in you. And this is going to greater porpoise. Like, this goes to, like, all. all Johnny uh, Highwayman and John Doe. Oh, that that's a plus three, I think. <laughs> no, that's yeah, that's a plus three. Yeah. So, what do you do, and how that uh, inspires everyone in this confrontation of ideologies? Greater purpose. You say that the future is doomed. So instead of looking to the future, you must look to the past. Oh, that coming out. And I, I hold up my axe, and I just the whole cheesy 80s radiation style just beams out. Okay, who do you hand off to, and what do you name this boost? The power is yours, and I'm gonna hand it off to Highwayman. So I have great news, and it's that my uh, entire skill set does not fit this situation at all, and I'm very excited about it. (laughs) Cannot you shoot some arguments? Make it work. Yeah, does anyone have any just any sort of argument-shaped targets that I can just shoot with my gun and then just be and come with us instead? Uh, you could probably justify using spin and shoot, even verbally, because you're attacking using lightning calculator, which means you're just, you know, rapidly thinking of an argument that will uh, hurt him and defend using your Mindai, and you're just covering your thine own ass. Would like to do that. The problem is that I have no fucking clue what to say to this to this part. I sort of gave I, I really just put my foot in it with the last one. I really just I, like gave it gave it my best when I was trying to the hey, people love you type of thing. And now uh, as all of that happens, Johnny turns to Philip and he says, listen, man, I, I don't know what they got over there, but nothing that I promised you before. Nothing that we talked about already. None of that was a joke. None of that was an exaggeration. We have the resources to get you help, and we don't have an ulterior motive. We just want you to, you know, be taken care of. So I don't know what uh, Border Gore here wants, but, well, I'll tell you this. He wants something, and we don't. And I'm going to count that as spin and shoot, I guess. Okay, so the attack was a four. That's probably nothing. The defend would have been a five altogether. 
So that's a defend of five. And yeah, that's two damage for uh, for a border gore. But but two damage to his to his ideology, right? Yeah. Well <laughs> there is no difference on coming here. <laughs> and yeah, he just waves dismissively. He waves Italianly uh, dismissively. Who do you hand off to? John Doe, I guess, so that we can get so that we can set everything up for, for the dolphin for his turn. So I'm going to reflavor my uh st- sometimes I remember the dreams, which is uh going to be an attack on Border Gore's argument. So John Doe is kind of like half standing because John Doe is, is pretty beat up. And as this is going on for uh Yokim and Highwayman, Berserkier and Highwayman. The look on John Doe's face is familiar for a bad reason. It's back from when John Doe briefly slipped into whoever he was before to advise where Greater Porpoise could be. And uh, he looks at Border Gore, and then he looks back at Philippe and just, Hey, uh, Porpoise, see, here's the problem with whatever this, whatever, whatever, uh, hold on, I need to think of a just offensive enough term. Kami? We'll use Kami. Not offensive. Like <laughs> they are coming too. They are. They have. They have posted this test. I know. I know. But it, it's for border gore. So again, that weird look looks down, and in that different tone and intonation, just hey, Borbis. You know that that commie said a lot of pretty stuff, but uh, you didn't call him, and you could have. You called us. It's clear that you needed us. Why would you go with him now? So how does? 14 for damage feel. Oh, and uh, as an important note, ignore any defend actions. It cannot be affected by reactions, and I ignore any penalties on the attack. This is my armor piercing question. God damn. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All according to cake, cacao. Okay, so that's 12 damage a day away. Oof. Oof. He seems hurt, and... One of his wrinkled veins seems snap a bit. What? Not even calling me a degenerate worker bureaucrat? Please. And who you hand off to? Oh, we got time. After, you know, we've got time, I look at Greater Porpoise and it's his turn to go. Uh, he's gonna use Superior Citation Tactics. Yeah, he turns around. Yeah, yeah, I do call them. I appreciate the offer, Toscana. But there's a reason why I did not call you. This is the kind of things that, uh, honestly, you're not the best people to handle. You are hardly subtle. You will for sure cause a major incident. Uh, Besides, I'm a Trotskyist, remember? I don't trust your people. Thank God for weird leftist infighting. For once, it's going to be useful. So he's going to be using the boost on the attack, so that's going to be 12, and he gets to defend with an 8. So yeah, he marks his position quite well, but Border Guard then uses his reaction against him. So that's 12 damage coming, and he gives it back to greater purpose, which reduces it furthermore. Border Gore looks at this and advances forward. Look, there's a time and a place for this discussion. It's not now. 
we can meet together properly and discuss what it's going to do as a whole together rather than this meaningless infighting. If you don't like what we have to hear, we will personally drop you off in Santiago. The time you're going to waste sneaking past the mountain or just three hours of a meeting. What do you think it's better? Besides, do you even know if you're going to be able to cross the border? I can make a call and the, the ARP will be all over the border. Do you want to waste your time there and end up on the same meeting room anyway? Just come with us. It's better for everyone. It respects everyone's time. Again, I personally will drop you off. And you can see that uh, Philippe is kind of... Yeah, there's no outcome of this. This is not going to cause problems. Maybe it's better to just get this over with. So, hi, man. Great. I'm going to use load. Create two boosts. Okay. So how is that represented? It's like I'm setting John up to deliver a point. So I think... The initial thing here is I'm kind of I'm just going to poke some holes in in what Border Gora said so that John can actually address it. Just just going to be Johnny saying, actually, I mean, I just I mean, not to not to sort of quibble here, but I do want to point out that it would actually kind of be wasting more of your time if you were to go to a meeting just to sit there and be talked at. Right. Like, I mean, isn't that technically wasting more of your time because like we're just gonna i mean we don't have to do that much like sneaking around it's not that hard we're just gonna you know get you to the pickup point and we're gonna take you back you, you know I, it's, it's it's just a thought it just seems like it seems like he's talking a lot about not wasting time and then he's telling you how he's going to waste your time i don't know i mean maybe it's just me and uh yeah i only rolled a five my rolls today not so great but that's a two boosts that i create so one for the max and one for the mid so five and a four so that's so that's two plus two so what are they? Uh, one is going to be called, now hold on a minute. And uh, the other one's going to be called, I hope you've got a plan. Uh, which is to say, I hope that John has a great point because I sure don't. All right. Wait, sorry. Hang on. Hang on. I'm sorry. One of the boosts legally has to be called facts and logic. It's in the, Brad's made a great point. It has to be. It's required. Fucking hell. Yeah. And the other is Google Venezuela. No. <laughs> Oh fuck, that was terrible. Um, so it's we've got now. Hold on a minute, and we've got facts and logic. And uh, yeah, now I will be handing off to the John Doe. And so this is again now the strange mannerisms of CIA man are still there, but it's John Doe's more typical. They're just like, wait, hold on a minute, let's run that back border, Gore. I, what I love about dealing with you guys from the USSR is you do a, a sandwich, a hey, we're, you're going to waste your time, a threat, and then a, hey, you're going to waste your time again. It was, And, you know, if you were really confident that Philip here had a good reason to stay with you, you wouldn't need to put the threat in the middle there. I mean, I know you went over it fast so that we wouldn't notice, but, like, you're going to waste time. I'll call the ARP and have them all over the mountain in a minute. You're going to waste time. Uh, that, to me, doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in your cause. And I'm going to make the same attack as before, and I'm going to cash out the... Now, hold on a minute. How much damage that day is? 13 damage, and he cannot react or defend. Wow, wow. He's on yellow now. So, who do you hand off to? Um, I'll hand off to, to Berserk here. I'm going to reflavor uh, frontline fighting and basically try and uh, distract Border Gore from greater purpose 
by saying, Time, you talk like a capitalist. Time is for imperialists and freaking capitalists. What is time to us? This is the greatest of all possible insults. <laughs> yeah. To be told you talk like a capitalist, honestly, I would rather die. So that's 10 damage, right? Yeah, and he can react, but so I'm probably going to take a big hit here. <laughs> oh, yeah, but the problem is that he only has one reaction like everyone else. So it's probably going to save it for uh, a okay. purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So who you hand off to? Border Gore. And he's got to target me next turn with that. Cause I, that. <laughs> yeah, and I just checked. He does not have multiple targets. Border Gore has lose all the composure and patient, and uh, he moves towards Berserkir, ready to start shit. You have absolutely no idea what Katsu are you talking about. I have been fighting fascists my whole life. I fought on World War II. While you were hiding on your fairy land, we have been fighting the real deal. Yes, we have to talk on the terms that things are now. Yes, we are always on the, on the schedule and we are always late. But guess what? We cannot afford to live in mythical circular time. This is the real world and we have to make real decisions. And Philip knows better than you do. So grab out and take out your nonsense back to, to Chile. And uh, that's going to be a transmogrifying blow. Okay, so that's a minus four hinder. And I'm going to call it uh, historical materialism for this one. <laughs> okay, so let's say. And, and uh, you're going to get uh, nine damage from this. I'm just going to take it. And uh, next turn is Philip. Yeah, Philip has been saying this and he is actually impressed by how the three of you, they are going so hard for him. And uh, he starts driving up his walking tank. And metal plates come over it. And the pneumatic arm issues as he makes it descend between Berserkir and Bordergor. That's no way to talk to my friends. No, not friends. Comrades. Fuck yeah, Philip. That's right. That wasn't in character. I'm just excited. That's going to be display of power. Okay, yeah, so that's uh, so that's a persistent plus three that Philip now has, which going to be uh, holding the cake. And new round. And uh, who should Philip hand off to? So, Highwayman? Let me get in there. All right, I'm going to use my unerring strike, which in this case we are going to flavor as... Yeah, I think I'm just going to tell Philip, listen, uh, I'm glad you seem to you seem to uh, understand where we're coming from and that you understand that this guy is uh, as much as he talks a big game. He's kind of a fucking clown. And that's just what we're going with on that one. Seven total to attack Border Gore. He can't defend or affect that with reactions. Uh, huh. Quinn did that. Uh, how much is that total? Seven. And that's it then. So who you gave to? I'll pass to John Doe. Bordergo, this is where I'm left. A little confused, I guess. Why are you here? None of us wanted you here. If we'd wanted you here, someone would have asked. 
Philippe would have asked, or we would have asked you to come with us when we spoke. We don't want you here. I respect your position, what you've done, but we're solving this issue from someone who asked us for help. So why don't you take yourself back in the helicopter and go? And now I'm going to attack him in the exact same way I've been attacking. I will say, as soon as uh, John says all of that, Johnny from the back is just like, that's my friend. My man's got a great point. I'm just saying it's great points. Uh, I got a 12 and it's again the exact it's the same ability that Highwayman has where you uh, you cannot react. You cannot defend, but you can take your free two damage off. He's on red now. Your hand off. Let's hand off to Phil. Yeah, this is why I called system for because that's the thing that they get it. They are part of the third world. They understand that imperialism is the biggest threat and we don't want to ask someone else to solve our problems. We want the agency to solve our problems and we want help on our terms. This is the problem that the common term does not get. And if that is the help that you're going to offer, I think I'll pass. That's... A7 damage on Bordegor, and Bordegor gonna react, and it's not enough for the defend action. So Bordegor listens to that, and immediately flares back. There's no space for individualized solutions. The Americans are working with alien invaders off our planet. That's the step that they escalated. You know that we cannot step back from this. We have to present a united front at any cost. And Philip Basado shrugs. The best one can do without shoulders, but it's actually quite easy when you have mechanical arms that can shrug for you. Well, perhaps a few hours ago I would have agreed with you that there is things that can be compromised if the outcome is justified. When things are in such a despair... Uh, but they convinced me otherwise. Well, I'm not going to say I'm not going to change my mind again. And I'm going I'm to seek you out. I thank you for this proposal, but they suggested another way, a third path. And I will like to try their way at least once. I'm not trying to burn bridges, comrade. So who should the dolphin pass to? Handing it off to Berserk here in case they have to get down to defend might be smart. All right. Uh, I'm just going to. Do I, I don't think I want to. Do I want to soak another hit? Like, he burned his reaction already, so I don't have to worry about that, but I still have an attack that I can soak up. But do I want to do that, or do I want to just try and do as much damage as possible? Like, yeah. I'm going to try and do as much damage as possible. I'm just going to give a, like, a flitting argument, like. Uh, that's that's imperialism. It's all about the wars, and just a kind of a flimsy ar- argument. Well, let's see how I roll here. Max and and eight minus four. I hope I did this right. Yeah, it's just a whopping four damage. Yeah, so that's two damage that he takes. And Bordergor goes. So yeah, and Bordergor looks at you in disbelief. And what was it then? You get to Santiago? What do you do? Hmm? Philip, what do you do? You make uh, an alien craft? And what? Go out putting down CIA operations across the galaxy? Is that it? Land on the White House? What is it? 
What you gonna do? So that's a minus three on Philip, and that's seven damage on Philip. So who wants to go next? So I'm gonna make the argument that Philip is smart. He'll think of something to do, and just kind of, and I reduce it by a further four for Philip. But that, yeah, good, 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 good. So John Doe, what do you do? You're telling me, and John Doe like is now taking a step towards Bordergore. You're telling me that you are looking at this genius, this cetacean who has done, who has created armor suits and imbued at least rudimentary intelligence into moray eels, reconstituted alien technology that we don't even understand. And all you can think he would want to do is use it violently is Portagor, do you need help? That isn't what this all is about. If all you can see with all of this potential is violence, you need our help too. Now I'm going to roll. So as this is happening, we see two of the Morris signaling to each other. Why do they keep saying that he made this sentient? I don't know, but it's rude as hell. <laughs> they don't even address this. Also, Philip is kind of a Oh, he's not really that smart. He's very good at scavenging thing. Yeah, I don't know what is going on. Just, just look mean. <laughs> I got an 11. Okay. And uh, he's at one. No, he's not. Because of the two that he took, he's out. And he says, of course I need your help. Why do you think I came here? If you ever find yourself wandering the streets of Santiago in the year 70X, perhaps you can join us for lunch at the Little Expat Restaurant, known as the Cuisiner's Sun Frontiers. We are back to lunch at the Cuisiner Sun Frontiers. So we get together and you look at the menu and what is the chef that uh, is handling the schooling and the menu today? Which of the new members of the staff we're going to introduce? 
So we had the fruitier, we had the pastissier, we have the grillardine already. So what about just because this is probably in, it's something I would actually like in real life? What if we today we introduce uh, someone who is making? They're they're learning to make hand pulled noodles today. So we're gonna meet the noodle master. Yeah, so there's a lot of uh, noodles today on the menu as the students have been practicing it all day. Berserker, who is the Noodle Master? They're a superhero from Southeast Asia. I don't know what a good name would be for them. Uh, Misty Shield. I'm going to go with their, their superhero name is the Misty Shield. You check from the menu, you, it immediately becomes clear that Mr. Shield is the chef in-house that has been teaching people. As you sit along to, to sit, Mr. Shield comes to meet you. So what are we seeing, Jando? Uh, for the meal or the description of uh, Mr. Shield? Oh, well, why not vote? Mr. Shield is... Uh, Close Ninja was the System 4 heroes. They're not in System 4 because lots of people don't want to be in System 4. Uh, it's a bunch of dorks. They are dressed appropriately for the task today, which is, you know, the very typical chef's outfit. But otherwise, they're, you know, they're one of those faces that would blend into a crowd. Uh, you know, much like John Doe. He has that same problem. Uh, the System 4 people, I'm, I'm making this canon just because I think it's a bit that we should introduce more and more people who uh, Subrata gets into trouble with. Uh, her and Subrata briefly had a fling, uh, so she's familiar, and that's actually the part of the reason we all showed up for lunch today is because it is her signature. Quick, Sam, give me a signature noodle dish. I know shit about noodles. It's uh, Pad Kimau. Okay. Drunken noodles, Thai-style drunken noodles. Okay, what do those look like? Uh, they are a wide, flat noodle, uh, usually sautéed with Thai basil, uh, some some pepper, scallions, uh, usually uh, pork or chicken, and then uh, and then uh, they're pretty spicy. So there's usually some chili in there too. Okay, so that's why we're here. It's Mr. Shield's famous pad kimao. We've had it before. Uh, we used to. Uh, I like to imagine that we used to steal Sabrano's lunch when it was that. At least John Doe, because John Doe is in fact a goblin. Uh, and so she, w- but also because that's hilarious because stealing someone's lunch is very funny and blaming on void Walker. Uh, but Mr. Shield walks over. There's definitely like a warm smile, a, a good joke. And then the pad came out at the table and John Doe is the most excited. We've seen him about a dish. Also fun fact, it's, uh, both for the, for the listener and for the, for the people on this call. If you've never had drunken noodles before, you need to fucking try drunken noodles. Go to a, go to a nice Thai place, get some drunken noodles. That's, that's bomb as hell. And uh, speaking of never having tides, your guests, Luna and Astra, they look stunned at what is being served. And Missy Shield looks at, uh, at Bingus and looks at the group uh, is this a Ratatouille scenario? I was not ready for a Ratatouille scenario today. That movie's not even out yet. <laughs> but- yes, but again, we are outside of canon. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, is this a Ratatouille situation? Or- uh, no, I don't think it's a. I, I think the rat just. Well, I mean, is the rat's definitely smart enough to like eat and enjoy food. So in that way, yes. Uh, but I don't think the rat is piloting either of these two young people. Um, I, I think it's just kind of it's just a, a friend just hangs out. 
it, it speaks Morse code. Do you speak Morse code? He's very polite. He's very polite. That is true. All right. So what will you have today? Oh, I'll go with uh, just special of the day. Uh, you got any? Uh, you got any iced tea of any kind? I'm really feeling some. Ah, sure. Yeah, I'd love. I'd love some of that just to drink. Um, and uh, Enrique, do you want noodles? I'll just have the soup as always. Oh my god. Bring him some noodles. No, I don't. Even if he protests about it, just bring him some noodles. Just don't. It's on. It's going to be on me. So don't worry about it. Just put them in front of him. <laughs> so what is okay? What is the soup today? The soup today is always available. Well, of course, it's a noodle soup. So he's getting noodles either way. <laughs> Gonna get noodles. Two noodles. Did y'all just hear my stomach growl? Nope. Okay, thank God. It was significant so this is where what you're doing santiago luna asks oh i mean we do i, I mean I, I live here so this is one of the many things i do in santiago in fact my uh my third favorite grocery store is right over there yeah but th- yeah and i uh i i, I mean you know when i'm not it's like, i do come here uh, fairly often the food here is excellent so you know i love that um but uh sort of in my in my day-to-day i'm actually uh i'm a college professor uh teach physics so, uh, yeah, it's just regular life, you know, and then sometimes superhero stuff. And ultra signals. So where are the cables? Cables for what? You know, for the computers? Typically confined to sort of, you know, whatever building the computers are going to be in. They don't, we don't have to, like, run them through the streets or whatever. Yeah, we use a... Uh, what did you, you tried to explain to me how the telex machines worked once, uh... Johnny, how was that again? It was after. It was right after. Oh God, I, 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 Sam, don't know the answer to that. It's quantum entanglement. Perfect. I explain quantum entanglement as best as I can to these children and also John Doe. I know. You see, as soon as Highman starts to launch into a very science explanation, he tried to explain it to me. I just, I just assume it's some sort of magic. It. I mean, it's not. Ma- okay. Um. Look, you know what? For our purposes, let's. Yeah, it's magic. Um, a hippie chick in Oregon once explained that if you have a little piece of something, you can tie it to a bigger piece of something through magic, and when you do the little thing, will affect the big thing, and that's how quantum entanglement works. It it's easier. Yeah, that. Um, no, I no, and the ultra signals. Yeah, I get that. I I see Luna do that with her powers. The part that I don't get is where are the computers? Uh, like, yeah, it's not cables, it's quantum entanglement. Sure, but where are they that they decided that today was noodles? Oh, it's not decided by computers. Yeah, no, just the people who work here sort of they they just have kind of a set schedule and they and they sort of just lay things out for usually about a month at a time to figure out who's going to be sort of leading the charge every day and they just drip out up those work like normal. And once a month, they determine who's going to lead the charge via some contest. I don't think I'll ever fully understand. And Lauren is, is really confused. Wait, it's not your stuff decided by computers. I thought you were all cyborgs here. No, no, no. That's that's pretty exclusive to sort of the the system for milieu of, of products. Uh, it's not really so much a thing for like regular rest. I'm not even technically a cyborg. Yeah. Also, yeah, I don't have any, like, weird computer parts. I don't know. That's what everyone says, that the cybernetic, it's 
when a computer rolls all over your life and decides what you do. That's just propaganda. It's uh, yeah, I was about to say that sounds like you've had you've been told some uh, wildly inaccurate. We use the computers to like refine things. Oh wait, are you saying that the computer made these noodles? No, no, like the bus schedule. Yeah, I mean, just like you know, organizational stuff. Things that computers are good at. Yeah, like we put all of the data on who got onto what bus and what and where, and then we uploaded to some big computer and it did some math and figured out what the most efficient bus schedule would be, how many buses you would need, and uh, where they would go, and when they would go, and how long. Okay, okay. So the computer decides what you do. No. No, it just made what we were already going to do as efficient as possible. It's it's more so that like we decide what the computer's going to do and then the computer does it. As we we figure out, we say this is the thing the computer should do and then we sort of just take that problem there and and you know, we we say hey computer do this kind of stuff and then we sort of just let it do its grim work and uh, we come back with uh, results and and try to implement them as best we can. But even the implementation part, that's a part that's like a people thing. People do that part. Yeah, I still don't get it. All right, so uh, you guys are a team, right? Yeah. So one of you has an idea. Yeah. You voice it to the other, mm-hmm. and the other refines that idea. Huh. You understand that? So dialectics. You know, you're not wrong at all. Uh, in fact, that's where I was going with this. So system four as a team, we all have ideas. I mean, think about it. You got the genius here, thought pointing his thumb at highway, man, to people like me, who sure I know a couple of things, but I'm mostly a do a physical person. We each voice our ideas and we discuss them and we refine them until it's just a couple of ideas, and then we go to the computer and the computer helps us further refine them. The computer's just another person the on the team. Alright, but how do you talk with a computer then? Uh, You don't really talk with it. You feed it data and it prints out some other data. Oh, I get it. So it only works because there are people with superpowers that do this, to talk with the machine. No, no, no. No, uh, lots of normal. I mean, I mean, I will say this. We have a, I mean, like, you know, uh, we have plenty of functioning computer systems at the university. And uh, as far as I know, I'm the only, I'm the only superpowered individual who works there. Uh, in fact, what makes the system work is uh, the fact that every part of it answers to a different part of it, which means that you don't have an overgrowth of power and no one shouts down anyone else. The computer helps facilitate that. Well, you say that, but every time that I get my pension in the mail sent by the computer and every time that I get my weekly cabaz of supplies... Every time it comes when the computer wants, I have no say with that. And then all the feedback that I send back, none of it ever gets implemented. Eric shots. Okay, two things. All right, just two things. There's two things right now. I, I have two things immediately. The first is <laughs> so you are getting one every single week, like fucking clockwork. That's it. That's all. That's the whole point. As as I just want to sort of throw that one out there. Secondly, how exactly are you submitting that feedback? I'd like to know sort of what's your process there, if you wouldn't mind sort of going over that for me. Well, I do the thing on the song, you know, the the aldonic signal. You sorry, you do what? Yeah, the aldonic signal. How are you conveying this signal specifically? Well, I just fill the form. That's how it worked before. Enrique, we really got to talk about sort of just, all right, 
In addition, Enrique, you're one guy and it works. It just doesn't work to your pace or your liking, but it still works. You still get on time. You're not struggling. And that's how societies work. You, you know that you don't. Yeah, but I always get too much sugar. And I keep saying that there should be less sugar on the on the, the, the basic supplies. Less sugar for you. But I mean, honestly, don't you have a neighbor or something you can swap some sugar out for? Because I'm sure some I was. I was about to ask Enrique if that's if that is as much of a problem as you think it is. What I'll do is I will go ahead. I'll put up a post. All right. At the at the college. Uh, and I will, you know, I'll, I'll just put up a post that says, hey, my friend has too much sugar. Does anyone need any extra sugar? Somebody will probably claim it. No, it's my sugar. I will not do that. Uh, interesting. So having too much of it is a problem, but you won't give up the too much of it that you have. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> How's your soup? <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it's great soup. Yeah. Enrique, <laughs> you are a fascinating gentleman. You see, but it, it, that's how the system works. You can, you know, you, the computer provides the provides another voice and it helps facilitate. And if you have a problem, you organize. Why the fuck do we bring superheroes to this lunch when we could just sit here and try to explain modern technology to Enrique for the entire lunch? <laughs> I don't get it. How do cell phones work? And all the signals, you know, we have a lot of Enriques in Argentina, too. In all honesty, there's a lot of Enriques in Chile, too. Yeah, there's actually it's uh, yeah, there's there's actually a lot of what's interesting is uh, it's good that we're here today and we're here at this time, because if he was here at his regular time, uh, it would just be a room full of grumpy old men who are doing what he's doing right now, all doing it just like in a in a in just sort of a, a maelstrom of uh, of just curmudgeon. They just want to kvetch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. They're just they're just sit here and just and just complain about stuff. It's actually hilarious to witness, if I'm being perfectly honest. But uh, uh, you know, I, was, I I I prefer the quiet today. <laughs> and I mean, and like I'm gonna lead it and whisper like, and if you ask any of them, no one ever takes them seriously at all when they get listened to as equally as everyone else. Watch, Enrique. Do you think? Do you think everyone? Do you think the government listens to you enough? No. What about your friends? You don't think they take you or your friends seriously at all? No, they don't. They ignore everything that we say. Oh, and uh, by the way, Enrique, I don't know. Did you uh, get that note that I dropped off over at your place saying that uh, saying that I had a friend you might want to meet uh, who was the president of this country? Did you did you get that note? I thought uh, it was one of the kids of the neighborhood joking. Thank you. I rest my case, Your Honor. There, uh, yeah, yeah, you see this. They don't mention that, you know, people, retirees on Rike's age are the reason that we have the efficient bus system because they were the ones who filled out the proper complaints. I'm not complaining. I love the bus system. I take the bus everywhere. It's it's literally how the bus how the bus system became good. It's because people complained about it, like Enrique does, and then they were just like, "We should listen to this and do something about it." And you put it in the computer. The computer said, "This is how it should work." Peter said, "Yeah, great point." And Luna goes like, "So it's still the computer that decides." No, we decided we needed it fixed. The computer decided how to fix it. And Ultra Signals. Oh, I think I get it now. Because of people. Like Enrique have a problem. This is labeled a problem, but you use the computer to solve the problem because the alternative would be to have someone like Enrique do it. In fact, let's illustrate. Hey, Enrique, 
Remember when the buses used to run super slow? Yes, they, this is why I never took the bus. I always took the, the police car. Yeah, and what did you want to do about the buses back then? Destroy all the buses. It clearly it was not working. You should have privatized Sorry. it. Hold on. <laughs> hold, hold on, stop. Hold on, time out. Hold on. Did you just. Is Enrique a former cop? Yes, this is what you established. I did? Yes. Yes? Fuck. Enrique was a cop before the revolution. Yeah, this is why he's on nearly requirement because there are no cops anymore. And this is why he's so grumpy. Because <laughs> he used it to be, have power and no he has no power than anyone else. This, this <laughs> podcast is canceled. I've uh, changed my mind this entire we're done. Crimson Gold Agonies doesn't exist. But after Enrique does his talk about privatizing the bus and destroying it, just like, and you see, and that's why you need the computer because the people who complain sometimes have funny ideas how to solve it. Yeah, he did straight up. I've heard him say before he actually does like I this is not a joke. Verbatim, I saw a bus drove past on the road that we on the road that we live on and I actually saw him look at that thing and say, "I wonder what that thing looks like if it was on fire." Actual words he said. I was like, "Enrique, there's people in there." He's Enrique's I mean, and the computer finds the most efficient solution that helps the most people because we've built it to do that. So even if so that and that's the secret is you've got to have people to keep the computer in check and the computer helps keep people in check. It's not one of us being subservient to the other. That's that's how they want you to think of relationships. It's all interconnected. So I had to ask, all comes with if you have so many Enriques, you're not impermanent civil war like as because Enrique really likes to talk yeah and as much as he now watch you see Enrique just went on that whole tangent about the bus system hey Enrique how'd you get here today I took the bus did you like it and yeah it was fine it's not as good as the train once again your honor I rest my case yeah people like to complain about things and then when they're confronted with the easy solution they want to take that but if the complex solution works they like that even better we're lucky in that we had the advantage of having a way to create a complex solution but what if you don't have that well that's why system 4 exists we empower people to have the ability to make the complex solution we try to you know offer the resources that we have from our fortune to have the complex solution machine to others to get their own complex solution machine so that people like Enrique can complain about the things they love to complain about uh, and then they can be fixed in a way that isn't destructive well there are many people that are still afraid of the computer oh yeah the the, the, the president that I mentioned actually not not a huge fan if I'm being sort of perfectly honest so like you're you're right the president of this country the country where we're doing it doesn't love it when I first showed up, I was nervous about the computer. I mean, Highwayman here had to convince me to be in the same room with the thing. That is true. It was really funny. John doesn't like it when the computer says words. Like when the computer talks, doesn't like that at all. It's totally pre-programmed. It's just like, just, you know. And uh, Mr. Shield comes with a refill of, uh, of ISD. Oh, they're still doing that at System 4? You know that the computer does not really talk. Not even program it. That computer does not have an audio output it's someone else with another tiny terminal doing doing this to spook you you know that right they do it to everyone that joins system 4 
Hey, no, stop! Don't, 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 are you telling <laughs> you are not involved in the prank? Oh no! I said no. I told everybody. It's everybody except John. <laughs> you? It was just. A, it was. It was specifically targeted at John. Oh! I wasn't doing it to everyone. I will never forget this. I just thought it would be funny. But yeah, that's fair. I'm gonna get you back. I know. I am. I am. And you gotta remember, I only sleep four hours a night. Yeah, I was about to say, I am unfortunately terrifyingly certain that you will, in fact, get me back. And and you know what? I'm going to hate it. And that's, listen, I deserve it. And that's fine. The computer apparently doesn't talk. But I mean, yeah, all it does is it, 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 a lot of times just print stuff out is like, hey, this might be important to you. Take a look at it. So there's no reason to be afraid of the computer because the computer will only do what you tell it to do. Therein, though, and the reason we have to be careful and the reason why System 4 answers to the other systems and all the systems answer to each other is the rub of it. The computer does what people tell it to do. And you know as well as I do that the one hole in every revolution, it's people. And Luna points out, so what about if great uh, Americans did stuff with the computer? What will the Americans do with the computer? I shudder to think. Uh, well... Uh, probably nothing great, but make more money. Make the machine more efficient. Efficient at what? Definitely not at buses. Have you ever been to America? No, but I don't think they have many buses there. No, they. Uh, I was uh, unhoused for a long time in the in the states. Uh, they love efficiency, but not when it comes to helping people. But when it comes to profit. Which sometimes they dress up as helping people. What about communists? What would the USSR do with computers? Uh, which is a triumvirate has it. That's the problem uh, with the USSR's current situation. Is it would depend on who was given it. Ideally, they'd use it the same way we do. To organize. To facilitate solutions. And Luna thinks for a moment. So, Highwayman, you probably fought in wars more than anyone here. What if you were in a war which was being commanded by a computer? That can still happen, right? Uh, The short version, uh, I mean, the short answer to your question is there is no point at which uh, I would ever allow myself to be commanded by a computer. And frankly, uh, given personally, this is just a personal opinion uh, of myself and may not reflect the opinion of System 4, but if at any point there was a computer in command of a military action, I would probably see that uh, as a problem in and of itself that would require immediate to uh, to very prompt action. That's the cleanest way I can put that. And uh, you can see Misty poking out of the of the of the kitchen. So is that why you did not join the militias when the Americans came? Because you you bought into the rumors that the computers were organizing the thing? No, I, that's not what... Listen, I've been in a war, all right? It's like, I know what wars are like, and I choose not to involve myself in most wars at this point. That's just pulling your leg. Oh, I'm not going to lie. You got me pretty good. Hey, uh, what you got for dessert today? 
Uh, honestly, I don't have anything ready, but I can get something very fast. I mean, uh, Chinchilla is here. I bet uh, they could get something fried for you. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, don't uh, don't don't stress yourselves much about it. But if uh, if the if if the chance comes up, um, I'm sure we would love something. You know, just uh, we'll, we'll, we're happy to be surprised. And then Ricky shouts, "Are there croissants?" Are you asking? Are you, are you asking the kitchen, Enrique? Or are you asking me? I'm asking the kitchen. Cinchilla is here. Uh no, Cinchilla did not have time to do pastries today because you know he's practicing his noodles. And Enrique just grumbles and dives into the soup again every single goddamn every single time. I mean, we could. There's that bakery that just kind of opened up not too long ago. We can go check that out and see if they got something. Uh, it'll give you a chance to walk off the meal. It's good for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, we could all use a little bit of exercise, Enrique. Right? Right. All right, Astro, then I got to ask you one now. How'd you all get mixed up in this? Uh, I mean, besides being in your home terror, in your home, what made you sign up to fight in the uh, conflict? Well, my my school is closed when uh, fascists rolled into town. Ultra signals. So I was on the run. And uh, you know how it is uh, on that part. A young woman with a disability is not anyone's priority, especially when they don't know you. So I was basically on the run and I was lucky enough to get to Cordova. And I met Luna there. And Luna checks. My parents were union. They were among the people that uh, resisted in Cordova when uh, when the fascists started to take over. And uh, yeah, they, they were on their list of hits of people that might resist. And I got my sisters and brothers to safety. And uh, afterwards, I went to the RRP and uh, told them I would help whatever I could. That's when I met Ultra tracks yeah it's really nice we we have to see what we're gonna do with it once we get control i i am worried i'm really worried about the things that go on or the gore was all bagashes that uh, we won and does not feel like we won feel like we're only starting you know that is a sentiment that i'm pretty sure if you asked anyone in system four they'd echo with you yeah I think that's probably true. It always feels like you're just starting, but you got to take every little victory as its own reward. Can I uh, offer you all just a brief piece of advice as uh, as an old soldier, so to speak? Sure. Uh, I mean, how do, how do you say it here? I'll willingly take your algodonic signals. That's what you, you do, you computer people. <laughs> yeah, something like that. That's yeah, that's it's sort of like that. Um, it's just a short one. We don't really have to talk about it much. I'll just, you can figure it out for, for figure out how it kind of hits for you uh, on your own. But uh, just know that uh, know when the fight's over, you know, um, I'm, I realize saying that out loud, it sounds like I'm trying to suggest something about us or whatever. But, uh, you know, there's going to come a point where the fight that you are fighting, that fight will be done. And uh, I think it's important sometimes to be reminded to recognize the the conclusion of something like that. I think as much as you are concerned uh, about the about the fascists, uh, y'all got a better chance than you think. 
uh, and at some point, I think you're going to take care of that problem, one end or the other. That fight will end, and uh, I hope that when it does, you're not... I hope you don't get yourself stuck in the mindset that there's always more fight to be had. Just something to consider, that's all. Yeah, I think Highwayman's probably right. He's got experience with that sort of thing. The bell rings off the entrance, and you see... Enrique coming in, huffing and puffing, holding a big paper bag covered in gray stains. And he goes, ha ah, ha, know what I got? Fresh from the bakery. Ball is a file. And he br- brings them to the table. And uh, Enrique, buddy, we were just going to walk over there after lunch was over. Did you run the whole way there? Ah, don't mind about it. I was tired of the soup. We offered you noodles. We were, yeah, it was, it, no, it's not, no, we didn't offer noodles. We ordered noodles for you explicitly. And also we were going to go enjoy, we were going to go to the bakery together as like a group. It was like part where this is socializing, my friend. What are you doing? <laughs> I need you to, I need you to rein it in a bit. I'm worried about you. This is what I'm saying. I'm concerned. I've been concerned about you lately. All right. I feel like you're hanging out with the wrong people. Uh, you're coming home late, and I don't know where you've been for hours and hours at a time. Are you monitoring Enrique's house? <laughs> he lives right next door to me, and he goes to sleep at like nine o'clock. It's I'm out on the porch. I would see him. I would see the lights turn off. Oh. <laughs> uh. Well. Ultra Luna. We'll. we'll uh. You want some some dessert? And Luna. Grabs one and says, oh, thank you. And uh, you can hear tap, tap, tap from uh, Bingo's tail that is typing one. Oh, Chilean frail. They are nothing like an Argentinian recipe. Ugh. Hey, now. What? Not you. I'm talking to the ma- I'm, I'm talking to the, to the, to the rat, Enrique. I'll get to you. But the rat did not say anything. He tapped out in Morse code. Oh. Yeah, it's a pretty smart rat. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just kind of over here stunned by the concept of a of a of a rat with uh, just sort of extreme personal palate preferences. That's a <laughs> as Highwayman saying that John Doe's stomping on his foot and like gesturing to the fact that there's a chinchilla in the back of the restaurant. <laughs> That's his. He's not the chinchilla. He's a non-slot. Chinchilla is his name. Oh, excuse me. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. That yeah, doesn't yeah. stop on his foot. He's just, dude. There's an ocelot in the back who can make who's made sin. Who is a brilliant chef? Yes, that's all. I was like, I, I'm just saying. It is like I two in one restaurant is a little weird. And you can hear the panic sound from the kitchen, motherfucker. As Misty overheard you about the rat with the delicate palate, it is a ratatouille scenario. <laughs> Everyone to their workstations. <laughs> oh, fuck me. All right. Okay. Listen. Crimson 
Crimson Gold Agonies is an associate of Court Games and D20 Raid. Joaquin Jarve, aka Berserkir, is played by Brand Torreson. They can be found at Copper Credit almost everywhere. Check out their other podcasts, Splinters of Jade and L5R Thriller Actual Play. They are available for editing work. Message them for rates. Johnny Jennings, aka The Highwayman, is played by Sam Sedlachter. They can be found at SGCA Delaysec on Instagram and Young Space Dead on Twitter. They are largely impressive. John Doe is played by Bradley Hayler. You can follow him at Judge the Barbarian on Twitter or as co-writer on Split Roll, where he screams his opinions at you. Ludo handles the rest. You can find them at The Lettle and more of her stuff as Agonizing Crimson at Itchio or co-writing Split Roll. Citadel Comics RPG is the property of Greater Than Games and designed in collaboration with Critical Hits. Crimson Gold Agonies is possible through the support of listeners like you. You can support us on Patreon or even better, you can review us on iTunes and you can spread the word because there is no better way to get into a podcast because a friend told us about it. 